You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. All right, everybody, we're driving home from another uh, brutal, horrible, gut-wrenching, punch-you-in-the-balls Mets loss. They lose to the Yankees. This was like a checkmark game. They hit all the spots that give us pain. You want to blow a four-run lead? We got you covered. We'll blow a five-to-one lead. You want a garbage start by Max Scherzer? You got it. He'll get booed off the mound, leaving City Field in the fourth inning. Do you want non-clutch at-bats? Oh, you got that bad boy in spades in the eighth inning when Lindor and Marte both struck out to Clay Holmes. And do you want brutal defense? Like, do you want bad defense and do you want it from the guy you least expect to get it from? We got that from Brandon Nemo. And I don't care that they call that a base hit, a double for Anthony Volpe. I mean, that that's one of those scenarios where I was itching to write down the E8 in my scorecard because there's no way in hell on that fly ball to center that Nimmo gets a glove on. There's no way, no how you could call that a two-base hit. But whatever. The Mets did everything, everything tonight to lose this freaking game. And to make matters worse, 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 I'm sitting in traffic. I'm trying to get out of my parking lot right now. Everybody's acting like an ass. Everybody's saying, I'm not letting you in. There's a giant stretch limo in front of me. And I'm thinking, who the hell's in this stretch limo? Who's this for? Is this for our billionaire owner? Is this for uh, Francisco Lindor, who gave you just a brutal effort tonight? Who's this stretch limo for? Maybe it's one of the douchey Yankee fans that took over our building. What an awful, awful loss. I, I mean, I, I think as a Met fan right now, we sit here and we expect the worst in every possible way. But when they got off to a great start against Severino, you know, Giancarlo hits that home run in the first inning. What else is new? It's all he does against the Mets in home runs. And to have Brandon Nimmo respond immediately and to have the Met offense beat up Severino in the first, in the second, tack on a run in the third inning. I thought there was a chance we were going to get Seve out of this game very early. And I naively thought, wow, all we needed was the home cooking. We come home, the offense clicks. We're going to beat around this injured Yankees team. Yankee fans are now going to get their turn to complain about this team. And the guy who knows how to just destroy a wet dream, Tommy Glavin himself, Max Scherzer, decided to crap all over this game tonight. And I'll make you a prediction about the immortal Max Scherzer. I could just feel it now. There's an injury. There's something wrong. Maybe it's an elbow. Maybe it's a wrist. Maybe it's his side. Maybe it's his leg. Maybe it's his balls. Maybe it's his head. I don't know what it is. 
But you could just feel it now. Is Max Scherzer going to make his next start in Houston? Ah, there's got to be a reason he sucks. It can't just be that he's old. It can't just be that he's crapping in front of all of us in so, in front of the New York City spot. It can't be any of that. There's got to be something physically wrong with the future Hall of Famer. So that's prediction number one. But just an absolutely awful effort. He got booed off the mound at City Field. It's funny. I say all these horrible things that offend people about Max Scherzer. Other than, I mean, he just sucks. That's all I'm really saying. But I didn't boo him. Off, I restrained myself. I did not boo him. I just simply said what everyone else said. This guy sucks. How you doing? Yeah, what's up, man? I got a Met fan waving at me. He seemed very happy. I don't know why. Because he saw me? Because he sees me cursing out Max Scherzer on a podcast? <laughs> I assume they, I assume, Pete, they can't hear me. The windows are rolled off. Like, nobody can actually hear me screaming at the top of my lungs, right? Is that a fair uh, prediction? No, but the best thing is that they they see you with your lips moving and What's your going anger. On? Yes. They suck. Especially Scherzer. Oh my God. I think you're right. I right, sorry about that. I had to I had to roll down the window, Pete. No, I, listen, I'm telling you, people see you yelling and screaming in the car. They know you're going off right now. And if they we're lucky, we're actually recording a podcast. You're not talking to yourself. So that's a good thing. That is true. That is true. They made me think of that. Yeah, that was it. By the way, the person I was just talking to was a security guard who came right up to me, was like six inches from the window. And I figured, I got, I mean, I got to roll it down. We got to break it down. So I don't know if you heard our conversation, but we're not pleased with Max Scherzer. We, we, all, we, we all think he sucks. <laughs> Listen, I, oh, so I'm sitting at this game with my dad. And my dad, who is, you know, a pretty negative Met fan, has stressed all year to me, we're not as bad as the way we're playing. And he said it all year long. Hey, it's not that bad. We're going through a funk. I got confidence in this team. And I saw it in my dad's eyes tonight. The death of a season was in his eyes. I could see it. Like everything from all the warning track balls we hit that would just die to Brandon Nimmo missing a fly ball to center to Max Scherzer taking a giant dump on the mound at City Field to the booze raining down on him. But really, I think the death of the season in his eyes occurred in that eighth inning because we are set up. We are so Wandy Peralta was spooked somehow, some way. And the Mets put together a rally. Jeff McNeil gets hit by a pitch. Alvarez shockingly beat out what I thought was a double play ball off the bat. Maybe that's just my vantage point from where I was sitting, but you've got the bases loaded and one out and credit to Booney. Booney didn't mess around. He went to clay Holmes in that spot. And I think we both looked at each other. And I think all of us Met fans, maybe we thought the exact same thing at the exact same time, which is this needs to be it. Like Francisco Lindor needs to tie this game, give them the lead and have that huge clutch moment that he's had a few of throughout his Met career. Like I've said, I think he's been a clutch player. This was such a big clutch moment. And he strikes out on a 3-2 pitch. And then Starling Marte comes up. And he fouls a few off. And he works the count 3-2. and two. And right before stringing him in strike three, my poor old dad, with that confidence slowly dripping away into the death of the season, says he's going to draw a walk. That was his confidence. Like, he'll draw a walk. We'll somehow tie the game and then, you know, probably find a new way to lose. And Marte swings in a miss. 
It looked like a pitch off the plate. It looked like it was ball four. And ladies and gentlemen, the death of a season occurred in my dad's eyes in that eighth inning. Because for all the, how are you, for all the crap that we went through throughout this game, Max Scherzer, Brandon Nimmo, the offense kind of going quiet after a great start in the first three innings against Severino, that eighth inning, and that, that, that's not to exonerate Scherzer at all. I mean, the guy, the guy promptly blew a 5-1 lead in the most Glavian kind of way. But to not come through with bases loaded one out and one of your best clutch hitters, if not your best clutch hitter, and Francisco Lindor and Starling Marte was an absolute killer. And I don't know if this season is over over at five games under 500, but I'll tell you right now, it is very difficult every single day and every single night to convince yourself that we're not just completely effed. Because everything about it feels effed. Everything. Blowing leads, which the Mets have done. Pete, we've blown a lead in every freaking game. Like, I'm struggling right now. Is there a game the Mets have played where they didn't have a lead? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They had a lead in all three games against Atlanta. They had a lead on Friday before they got their asses just absolutely destroyed. I guess on Sunday, maybe they didn't have a lead. I'm trying to remember. I think we were down one nothing, tied the game at one, if memory serves correct, and then lost two to one. I can't remember. My head is spinning. But every single night, this team has now actually grabbed early leads, something they were not doing for most of the season. And whether it's failed starting pitching, whether it's the offense going to just the shits, whether it's the defense making big errors, they truly are on a nightly basis in a million different ways possible, finding ways to lose, finding ways to make us hate the New York Mets. Because right now, do we not all feel that way? Like, do you not hate this effing team right now? Everything about it. Everything about this freaking team. And let and look, let's not bury the lead. As much as I may not like the Subway Series, as much as I may say to you, hey, hey, Pete, the Yankees are not our biggest rivals. It's the Phillies. It's the Braves. 
we had to sit there, if you were in the building tonight, with, let's say, 20,000 or 15,000 obnoxious, douchey Yankee fans. And look, not all Yankee fans are obnoxious and douchey. I'm sure there are plenty of Yankee fans who are being voyeuristic tonight and listening to our little podcast known as Rico Bronian to find out who I'll call a piece of crap tonight. But you people, you Yankee fans, let me tell you something. I respect you. I really do. I can't say that for Nick fans. I don't respect you. But Yankee fans, I respect you. But oh, my God, every bat off the ball, I got these two jackasses. Again, seem like great guys. I say that with love screaming and yelling and hollering. And, you know, in the first three innings, they want a DFA Luis Severino. In the first three innings, they want to fire Aaron Boone. He's a jackass. But in the last six innings, we're the goddamn 98 Yankees. I mean, that was infuriating. So right now, it doesn't matter who the Mets play. It could be the Yankees. It could be the Pirates. It could be the Athletics. It could be the Mariners. It could be the Padres. Like, it doesn't matter who the Mets are playing. They got to win games. That's obvious. They're five games under 500. But when you play a game like this, where you have a five to one lead, you go down six five, you tie it at six, you go down seven six because Brandon Nimmo can't catch a freaking fly ball in center field. And then you have the bases loaded one out with your four and five hitters coming up, and you lose that game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It sucks. But when it's against the Yankees, it stings even more. Now, Pete, you're sitting at home, but you're surrounded by Yankee fans. Your entire family is Yankee fans. The people you work with in middays, Yankee fans. This is like, it's worse. It's worse than losing the freaking Kansas City Royals on a Tuesday night. No, of course. Listen, I mean, I... I... I've been trying to like seclude myself from everybody. I don't want to see anybody right now, which is good because otherwise I'd probably go off on it for my entire family, and I don't want to do that because it's eleven o'clock at night. But uh, yeah, no, this is terrible. Tomorrow I'm going to walk into work, and I'm not going to talk to anybody for quite some time. I'm going to let everyone else do their thing. I'm going to try to ignore the show for as long as possible until they start to talk to me, and that that's it's going to be hard to do. But I, I don't <laughs> want to hear the gloating. I don't want to hear the gloating because that's what's going to happen. It's going to come because it's funny. This morning, Tiki sat there and said, uh, "This there's no juice to the series. Well, guess what? Tomorrow morning, the Yankees fans, it's all, oh, wow, this series was amazing. It's all going to hear. Well, but by the way, as far as juice, the juice for Subway series have been basically the same for 20 years since I'd say about 0203. After the Estes Clemens situation, obviously after the World Series, but this Subway Series, despite the issues with the Yankees and the obvious issues with the Mets, this Subway Series matters more. Like I'll be honest with you, when the Mets played the four games last year, I wanted to win. There's bragging rights, all that crap. But at the end of the day, like we knew this was a playoff team. Even at the time, we thought, hey, we're going to win the National League East. How naive were we? These games. Whether you want to say they lack juice or not, I don't know how that's measured. The games are sold out just like they were last year. The crowd was wildly into it just like they were last year. I can just tell you I'm more desperate. You're more desperate. We're just more desperate. And maybe Yankee fans are. You got to ask them. But I'm more desperate for wins. Now, let me get to Drew Smith. So that's going to be a big deal. Because as much as Drew Smith sucks, he gets checked for sticky stuff when he comes into the game. I look down, I write his name in my little scorecard. I look up, 
I see everybody surrounding him, him complaining, and then he walks off the mound. Obviously, his hands were very sticky. But I don't know if they showed this on TV. John Curtis then comes into the game. And by the way, he threw the ball well. I give him credit. But John Curtis comes into the game, and they never check him. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. They're checking Smith. They throw him out of the game. They never check John Curtis, who did a fine job. But here's where this is going to be a killer. The Mets starting pitching is so bad, they have to go to their bullpen early just about every night. Obviously, that continued with Max. And now for 10 days, you're going to be short of bullpen arm. That's the biggest issue with this suspension that you get off of sticky stuff. The biggest issue is that, yeah, you may lose the guy, not that Drew Smith is great, but you lose a bullpen arm. And so I know the Mets were scheduling to keep their rotation intact. Uh, they were just going to push everybody, everybody back two days with these multiple off days. So McGill was going to pitch Friday, Senga Saturday, Carrasco Sunday. That was not what I wanted on the last Rico. I talked about skipping McGill. Now I think you have to. I think you have to because you need another bullpen arm. And so when Tyler McGill, if you pitch him Friday night and he gets knocked out in the fourth inning, you're pitching short a guy. So if anything, I think this Drew Smith suspension, assuming it's coming and obviously it will be coming, I think they got to figure out a way uh, to actually change their rotation plans because they're going to be short of bullpen arm now for 10 days because Drew Smith was God knows what he was doing in the bullpen with all that sticky stuff. I mean, that's a side note. Like, who really cares when you think about it? There was so much other garbage from this game. The offense going limp. Max Scherzer sucking. Uh, uh, the defense in center. But yeah, you have the Drew Smith issue. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply couple of things about Max. Let me get back to him. My favorite, my favorite New York Met, legendary Met, Hall of Famer. Oh, I just love his career, everything about it. It, it, it was alarming how he gave up so many 0-2 base hits. I think the Giancarlo home run in the first inning was on an 0-2 pitch. I think the Anthony Volpe double that he put down the left field line, if memory serves correct, was on an 0-2 pitch. I, I tweeted this out. He was giving up an alarming amount of 0-2 pitches, one of which was a fastball, I think Giancarlo, one of which was a hanging slider. Like, he was not confusing people. He was not surprising people despite getting ahead of the count. This was, in a lot of ways, maybe the most discouraging Max Scherzer performance. And look, it only adds to what I said last time about his coming up small in big moments, whether it was the game against Atlanta last year down the stretch, the playoff game against San Diego, the game this year against Atlanta, and this, because this is a big game. You're four games under 500. You're finally at home. You're in front of a, a packed house, a sold-out crowd with the Yankees in town. This is, without question, a big game. And yet again, Max Scherzer comes up small. Now, to make matters worse, I take side streets to get on the uh, Whitestone Expressway. I have not moved in five minutes. I have no idea why. There seems to be a garbage truck that is stuck. Uh, cars are beginning to honk a little bit. 
thinking that's that, that somehow will make a difference. Like that somehow is going to cause whatever is causing our issues to just miraculously disappear. And it's already a late freaking night. And I'm not complaining because I think there was a lot of action over the course of three hours and 20 minutes. It was a long game because you had a lot of runs being scored. You also had pitching changes. You had a guy getting ejected. But there was a lot of runs being scored. So it makes sense. Wow, you know what's going on right now? This is fascinating. Everybody, and I'm going to do it now too, is actually getting around the garbage truck by driving on a sidewalk. So we're all taking turns trying to very carefully drive on a sidewalk. So this will be a very, very fun experience. Uh, I feel like this isn't safe. I feel like if I hit somebody, it will be my fault. So I don't know. I, I'm almost thinking <laughs> I'm almost thinking I should uh, stop the Rico, maybe wrap it up so that if I do hit somebody, there's no audio evidence of me doing such. Oh, wait, no, no, we're good. We're good. The, the traffic has miraculously broken up. You know what it was? This is interesting. So there's a garbage truck in the, there's two lanes. It's a two-lane road. Uh, I'll try to tell you which street I'm actually on. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I am on, I'm on Linden Place. Not Linden Boulevard, Linden Place. And then I'll make a ride. I'll get on the service road. I'll get on the Whitestone Expressway if you know where I am. So there's a garbage truck in the other lane. And nobody can get around. So the delay was basically everybody taking turns for a car from the other side and a car from our side to eventually just pass said garbage truck. So, yeah, that, that's the most exciting thing that happened tonight, isn't it? <laughs> it's certainly not this baseball game, that's for sure. And, and let, let's all play a game. How does Justin Verlander suck tomorrow? Is it a bad first inning? Is it a little tease, like, ah, get off to a good start, then I'll fall apart? Uh, you go first, Pete. Let's play this game. How does Justin Verlander blow up tomorrow night? What's your prediction? Uh, I got to be honest. I think he's actually going to pitch well, but he's <laughs> going to give up one. Or, he's going to give up one or two solo shots. But Garrett Cole's going to pitch a shutout. Yeah, I could see that. I know Cole's been a little bit more human his last four starts. That makes sense. Verlander actually pitches well. We can't kill him. Mets lose one nothing. Mets lose two to one. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know what? That's a fairly good guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Verlander pitches six innings and allows four runs. So he doesn't get bombed, but he's not good. The Mets get one run against Garrett Cole early. They get a few opportunities. They fail to score. We lose. We get swept by the New York Yankees. And then maybe we turn our season around against the Cardinals. I have no idea. Oh, boy. Any final thoughts? You know, uh, yeah, you know, not for nothing, but we got lucky today. Because they didn't pull Severino right away. Like I, that, the, the Yankee bullpen is really good, and they the fact that they let us, you know, try to go up against Severino for as long as we did, that was a positive. Um, but listen, here's the thing: is the net the Mets? I don't think the season's over. I really don't. I know this is bad. We have not hit rock bottom yet. I hope it comes sooner than later. Because I just put a bet out there today, and I never bet. I never gamble. I never do a thing. But I'm convinced they're making the playoffs. And I bet that I would – I bet Brandon Tierney that I would shave my head on air if the Mets don't make the playoffs. If they do make the playoffs, he has to wear a Francisco Lindor jersey to a Mets game 
make it visible because I know how much he hates Francisco Lindor and how, how much he kills him. So it's desperation time right here. I might have to call up whomever. We got to talk to Pete. I know I didn't talk to Pete yesterday at the comedy show, but maybe I need to talk to them and give some sort of like motivational speech because I need help. I really don't feel like shaving my head. <laughs> By the way, while BT wearing a Lindor jersey is fine, you know it would have been better? And he would never have done it because I've tried to get Craig to do this. Go to a bald guy. And obviously, BT is bald. Craig is bald. They shave their head bald. And tell them, you have to grow your hair out. Because <laughs> think about it. Obviously, if BT or Craig let their hair grow, there would be a major bald spot. They would look really horrendous. Mm. There's a reason why they shave their head. And by the way, good-looking bald men. Like, I'll give them credit. Like, I think Craig and BT look good for bald men. No doubt about it. So the real bet, if you yes. want to try to change it or add to it, is I shave my head and you let your bald head grow out for three months as much as you can. There's a, there's a problem here, though, that I could add on to this bet as much as possible. You, If your father saw the end of the season today, we're screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> well, fellow Met fans, we're all screwed together. It's a great place to be. Uh, we will give you another drive home tomorrow night after the finale of this series, and then we'll give you a regular podcast on Thursday. We do appreciate you listening. Hopefully I didn't say anything today that's going to cause any more trouble, but we appreciate you downloading and listening to this drive home edition. We suck. Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>